You're listening to a podcast of The River in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Or learn more about us online at theriverdurant.com. Oh, man. Okay, well, great. Well, I just, again, want to say thank you. I'm very excited, a little nervous, but please bear with me. I'm excited today, though. Now, the name of my teaching today is You Get It From Your Daddy. Because <laughs> we do. We get it from my daddy. No, that's not really the name of my teaching at all. Actually, I really wanted to name it that, and I tried to figure out how to put that in there, but it didn't go at all. So if you are taking notes today, the name of my teaching is Contagious Christianity. And there's three points to being contagious as a Christian. One is to impact. Two is to impart. And three is to empower. So um, in looking those words up, I found that they're actually a lot more amazing and more effective than I ever realized. Um, It's just really amazing. So I want you guys to open up to John 15, verse 1. We're going to read a little bit of scripture. It's always good to have the word when you're you're, uh, coming forth to talk about God. It's always good to use his words. And it's John 15, and we're going to start in verse 1, and I'm going to have them pull it up on the screen here for me. While they're pulling that up and you guys are looking it up, I'm going to tell a blonde joke. Yep, I am, because I am not blonde anymore, as you all can see. So Pastor John usually does that. So for all the blondes in the room, um, I got a joke. So this blonde and her boyfriend decide to go to a football game. She's never, ever been before. So they go to the football game. She seems like she kind of likes a little, you know, confused at times, but she seems like she really liked it. So after the football game, her boyfriend was like, so, you know, how did you like it? She was like, I really liked it, but I don't understand why everyone was trying to kill each other over 25 cents. And he goes, what? What are you talking about? She goes, well, at the very beginning of the game, they flipped up a quarter in the air, and one team got it. They spent the rest of the time saying, get the quarterback, get the quarterback. And I was like, gosh, it's just 25 cents. Thank you. (laughs) I laughed that hard, too, because I didn't know where she was going either. Okay, so John 15, 1 through 8, we're going to start in verse 1. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that he may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word, which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast away as a branch and is withered. And they gather them up and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Wow, that's so powerful. The verse that really sticks out to me is is five. Can you pull five back up really quick? It says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. And this is Jesus. And he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. When I, when I read this, I automatically picture the life of a plant. Because that's what it's talking about. And I think about when it first buds from the ground, 
how it's almost, you almost don't even see it there. You know, it's, it's like almost transparent because it's not noticeable. It's small and it's, it's very weak. But with proper care and time and, and putting love into it, it, it grows and it grows. And over time, it becomes a huge tree, unshakable tree that is strong and rooted, has a foundation now. Before it was just very weak, but now it has a foundation. God is the vine. What a foundation to have if God is our vine. And when we are born, we become a vital part of the growing of that vine. Think of it like this. When you choose to say yes to Jesus, at the time it seems very personal, like it's all about you, 100%, your relationship with God, and that's how it always feels, and it's supposed to feel that way. But there's a lot bigger picture. It's not just about you. The minute that you say yes to Jesus, you have now become an impact on everyone around you because now that they know you are different, they're going to be watching you. You have now become an impact. Impact. And that's our first point today. And I looked it up in the dictionary because I wanted to know exactly what impact meant. It means to have a strong effect on someone or something, which is pretty much everyone in this room. How many of you would say that you have someone that you look up to? Raise your hand. I know I do. She's right here. Actually, both of them are. (laughs) So if you say you have someone that you look up to, we all do. They have the American Idol and all this crazy stuff out there, but, you know, God first, right? Um, But we all have someone in our lives that we look up to. And how many times do you, like, you're in a situation and you're thinking, how would they react in the same situation? Or did you kind of try to mock the way that they might handle it? Because you know that they do it right. You know, that person has impacted you. That's an impact. You are, someone has impacted you and now you are being impacted by them. Now, like Pastor Ann, because she said yes to Jesus, she has impacted many lives. And she continues to grow and prosper, but not just herself, the whole body of Christ, because of her saying yes to Jesus. You are all in this room because of that decision that she made. It's really amazing. It's very, it's really, when you really think about it, you think of it as a big picture. It's kind of like a web or like a domino effect. Actually, I would say it's more like a web because it, it, it trickles out every way, in every single way. You get touched, and then you touch two people. They touch four people. Then they touch six people. It's really amazing how one person saying yes to Jesus really changed the whole world. I want you to put up uh, Romans 12, starting in chapter 9 for me, please. Romans 12, 9 through 13. This is really awesome. You got it up there. Awesome. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another like brotherly love and honor giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. Distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. These are the acts that we can show. This is impact right here. These are the type of acts that God has called us to do to impact the world. Now, the devil may try to lie to you and tell you that you'll never impact anybody. I've done too much. I've got too much going on in my life. There's no way people are looking for an impact from me. Well, that devil is lying to you. 
If God could use Moses, who was afraid, insecure, and doubting, he can use you. If God can use John the Baptist, who wore camel skin and ate locusts and honey and lived out in the desert, a wild man, he can use you. If God can use Paul, a man who literally at the command of his word could kill as many Christians as he wanted. He had the ability to kill everyone who said they loved Jesus, and he used Paul. He can use you. On July 26, 1986, in Dallas, Texas, a little girl was born with major complications. That was just the beginning of a very hard life for her. She grew up in a poverty area with addict parents who acted as if she wasn't even there. She spent most of her time taking care of her little brother, who came a short time later. Throughout her life, she was exposed to drugs, to alcohol, domestic violence, years of sexual abuse, abandonment, divorce between parents, and at 13 years old, she lost her mother to murder. Now, I know what you're thinking. Wow, that poor girl, she's been through so much. We are the branches, God is the vine. Remember that, God is the vine. That same little girl, graduated high school with honors. She married the man of her dreams. She has spirit-filled children. She's been serving in the ministry for 10 years, and she's the worship leader at the River Church. (laughs) Now I'm standing here today (laughs) because of the love of Jesus. And because these people said yes to Jesus, I'm able to serve now in a way I never thought I could. It's all about impact. And because they imparted the love of Jesus in me, I'm now able to do the same. My second point today is impart. And that means to make something known. So first you're going to impact people. Now we have to impart in them. It's good for them to see how we act, but they also need to know what to do. We need to be imparting, giving them knowledge, showing them what to do. That's why we come to church. We come to hear under the word because we need that impartation. We can't just figure it out on our own. I want you guys to, um, well, the best way to impact, let me say this because this is really powerful. The best way to impact a person is to impart in them. Be an influence in their lives. I want y'all to go over to Romans 12, 4 through 8. Excuse me. I'm a little sniffly now. (laughs) Romans 12, 4 through 8. Romans 12, 4 through 8. Look, Pastor, I said it three times. (laughs) Romans 12, 4 through 8. Four times. Boom. Okay. So we're going to go to four. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. Go on to five. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy. If, pro- if proportion to our faith or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in their teaching. He who exerts in their exhortation. He who gives with liberality. He who leads with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Okay, so basically what that's saying is, 
is that God has called us to impart in lives, but he's called us to call in all different kinds of ways. Not everybody is going to be a teacher. You know, not everybody can get up here and teach people how to serve God. You know, God puts certain people in certain paths for certain destinies. Like, for example, this is just coming out of me right now. Pray, thank you, Jesus. But, for example, like, for so many years, my grandmother would, you know, come to me. She actually, we just um, celebrated her life yesterday at her funeral, but I loved her very much. And she, she introduced me to the Lord. But I never really was impacted by her the way that that church was because that church wasn't calling out to me the way that I needed it. And so, and I I don't want you to misunderstand me, but that church was awesome. But I felt like there was so much more in the Lord, and I just, I felt like I couldn't really understand. And I was being taught a doctrine that was not what I believe now. I was being taught that, you know, you have to earn the love of Jesus, and, and, you know, you can't, you know, you don't just, you don't have grace. You know, it's all about what you do on this earth that, that determines your relationship with God. And, and my grandmother was, she kind of taught me that way. You know, she was kind of, you know, hard on me, a little strict on me, and it's like, you can't sin if you want to serve God. And, and she really confused me, and it got a little bit hard on me, but... But ultimately what I'm trying to say is she tried to reach me in a way, and she did part of the way. She got me to to love God, love Jesus for sure. But I needed someone like Pastor Ann and Pastor John that knew grace and knew love and could come to me in a different way because I was hurting. Y'all heard a little bit of my story. I I was hurting. I was was in a lot of bondage. And I kind of blamed God, but they told me that God loves me anyway. God loves me anyway. Even through all that, he still loves me. It's just so awesome. And sometimes it just takes us you to make that difference in somebody's life. Now, don't misunderstand me when I say this, but we influence people no matter what. You may think that you don't, but you really do. You may think that no one cares, no one's watching, but people do care and people are watching. They watch everything that you do, especially when you're a Christian. They watch how you react to things. Again, like I said earlier, they watch how you handle certain situations. They're very, very engaged in what you do and how you handle it. You have the power to impart, and this can be negative or positive. It's your choice. It truly is your choice how you want to impart into people. It's important to keep in mind that we are living the life of a Christian. We serve God. We are to live like him. Christ, Christian means Christ-like. Doesn't mean we're perfect, but it means that we try really hard to be excellent and live in the spirit of excellence. When my daughter Savannah was two, when she was little, she's still little, but she's eight now. But when she was two, she used to like to mock me a lot. She really got in this stage where like, she thought she was mommy. And so she would go into my closet and she would get my dresses and my high heels, and she would walk around the house demanding her brother and the cat to do things like, bring me my purse, honey. You know, she would say, like, these fancy things. And she thought she was glorious. Not knowing at the time that she would be a woman of God one day, that she would serve and she would be this, a mommy. You know, that one day she would grow into her own person. Now she's eight years old. And let me tell you something. She's a diva. But at eight year olds, at eight years old, and all the impartation that I've put into her, just watching me and being an impact and imparting into her what I know, she now is able to go to her own closet and put on her own dresses and her own shoes. And she's able to say her own things and be fancy. She doesn't need my, my you know, she doesn't need me to 
my resources anymore. She doesn't need me to tell her what to do or my guidance anymore. She knows what to do to be a lady. And she'll continue to grow in that. Impact is to just do what God has called you to do. In part, is to teach others what you know. And to empower is to give the confidence to set out people out on their own in Christ. Okay, so I'm going to say that again because I really want you to get this in you. Impact is to just do what you're called to do. That's it. Just do what you're called to do. In part, is to teach others what you know and how to serve. And to empower is to give them the confidence to go out on their own in Christ. That's it. That's all you need to know. That is contagious Christianity. The last point today is empower. Empower is to give someone the authority or power to do something, to make someone stronger and more confident in controlling their life and claiming their rights. First of all, I want to just tell you right now, you have a lot of rights. God has given you rights by what he did for you. By sending his son Jesus, you have the rights. Of the, so not only do you get to be an impact and get to, be an, to impart into people, but you also have rights. You have promises. You are blessed to do these things that God wants you to do. Not only do you get to walk it out, but you get to walk it out with, with prosperity. You get to walk it out with perfect health. You get to walk it out with favor. Hallelujah. That is so awesome. Now, we, we bear the fruit, folks. We bear it. What we, what we do with our lives bears more fruit. That's, that's the very important thing. And, Christ, and uh, Christianity should be contagious. It should be. Not only, I mean, when you like something and you're passionate about something, you want to tell people about it. And just like the, I've noticed, really, it's been amazing, the growth in this church. I just have to say, I've been here since January as a as staff at this church, and I've seen it triple in size. Thank you, Jesus. Man. God is so good. He is just so good. And the way that, and it all starts with you. I always say that it's kind of like a web effect. It starts with one thread to make a web. It just starts with one thread. You are that thread. Start a web. Come on. For Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, if you say yes to Jesus, you've said yes to the Lord. You've said yes to being a Christian. You've said yes to being an impact. Just do what God has called you to do. I can't say that enough. Just do what he's called you to do. And you will affect people automatically. And if you're not sure where to start, go to Mark 16, 15 through 18, I'll tell you. If you guys can pull that up on the screen, Mark 16, we're going to start in verse 15 through 18. I'm going to tell you where to start. Because the Bible makes it very clear. There's more to it. But he gives you plenty of direction. Just, just in this scripture alone, he tells you what to do. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Preach the gospel. Tell people what you know. Be passionate about it and just tell them what you know. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. That's the second thing he just demanded. They will speak in other tongues. You can do that. They will take up serpents. And if they drink of anything deadly, it will not mean to hurt them. So that doesn't mean that you got to walk around afraid. 
okay? You don't have to walk around afraid. God doesn't bring fear. You just do what you're called to do, and God's going to take care of everything else. Okay, where was I at? Yes, and lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Right there, God has given you guidelines. Start there. He tells you to preach the gospel and signs, miracles, and wonders. Hallelujah. If you do those things, you are going to impact people. It is, it is without, I mean, you want to empower the world, you do that. Begin to empower people by showing them what God has for us to do, like I just did. And I know that this is hard to believe, but Pastor Ann was not always a woman of God. I know, shocker, right? I didn't think it was real either. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. This lady's been serving Jesus since she came out of the womb. Amen. But she hasn't. Believe it or not, she is perfect and amazing as she is, which I love her more than y'all. I just, y'all don't even know. She don't even know. But um, she wasn't always perfect. She was born in sin like everyone else. But you know what? People don't remember that Anne. Nor do they care to. But who, who cares about the old Anne? Because she's not that person anymore. She was born again. She was made whole. She was set free. She was transformed to be an impactor, to be an imparter to be an empowerer. When you go to heaven, what will people say about you? I think about that all the time. I, I just went to my grandmother's funeral yesterday, and people got up to say things, and it was, it was tear-jerking for sure because she raised me for a, a big part of my life, and she means a lot to me. But it was all joyful memories and th- of things that she did. The one thing that really stuck out to me was that she was super funny. Like, she could make anyone laugh. She had this contagious laugh where when she laughed, you didn't even know what was happening, and you were laughing. You're like, why are we laughing? Because she was so cute. The way she laughed, the way she was always funny, even in a really hard time, she had a way. If she'd have been at her funeral yesterday, everyone would have been laughing. I'm just saying. But more than that, a lot of people kept saying how selfless she was. She was known for being selfless. She would put everybody before her. She lived a hard life, and she was not healthy when she died, but we know she's rejoicing with Jesus in a glorified body. Hallelujah. No more pain. But what will people say about you? They will say something. They are going to say something. Let it be something that leaves a legacy behind. And I don't just mean for, like, your family that's like, oh, yeah, well, they changed. Yeah, they live their life for the Lord. But I mean, like, I want people in the church to talk about you and say things about you, good things. Like, they changed the world. I want the world to talk about I want Durant, Oklahoma, to be so shaken up by you people that, like, we have to expand or something. (laughs) Take over the river, the actual river. You know, I want us to change the world. That is what we're called to do. You are the only Bible that some will ever read. And unfortunately, it's not, I mean, that's kind of a bummer. But at the same time, why not make that Bible so apparent and so known? We can sow seed by the little things that we do. And that's my word. Amen.